Hey, this is Bruno. The podcast that you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit ProfessionalCasual.com. Now, where's my pie? The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code professional casual at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code ProfessionalCasual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. That scares me. Every time. Seriously. I know it's coming. I watch you hit the button. I tell you, yeah, hit the, hit the music. And it scares me every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So welcome to the Grim Podcast, Perilous Adventure, where your host, Dan, here, the GM, gets scared by his own theme music. You know. <laughs> as, as one does. <laughs> episode eight. So I've heard it at least eight times. I think we've had it at the end of every episode, too. So this is isn't the 15th time. Episode That's eight. math. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, never mind. And you hear yeah, it when it. you edit some. Oh, I hear it a lot of times when I right. edit. Yeah. yeah. So you're just really like on your toes all the time, immersed in this. That music could it's come from anywhere at any time. I mean, it's grim <laughs> and perilous. Yeah. I gotta be, I gotta watch out. Yeah. So far, this game hasn't been too grim or perilous other than Lucky almost getting run over immediately, but. Hey, I got shot. Yeah, but you took like. Uh, and you deserved damage. it. We're gonna go back there now. Okay. I, I mean, that was coming. I was talking to those guys. Like we were gonna, we were gonna probably, you know, have a drink or two, fire off a gun in the woods. <laughs> we would have had a good time. Uh, Mutants are yeah. people too. Gross. Not really in this world, but false. <laughs> Maybe that's the the, the popular misconception. Mm. But they obviously cared about one another. They organized, even though they had. All sorts of different mutations. I mean, you could certainly argue that they were more like tolerant and accepting of yeah. different people than everybody else in the empire. Right. No one ever said the empire was anywhere near perfect, though. True. They got their own hangups. So last we left, you got in a little bit of a bar scuffle. Bruno held his own. For I about had those guys. Bruno five got seconds. Barfed on. Yeah, he did. You know, that happened to me one time in a bar in New York City. It was awful. Someone brandy bounced you? <laughs> no, it was actual bar. puke. It was at a hookah bar. I went mm. uh we I went on a trip with a scholarship group that so they, I was part of. They hookah hurled on you. Yeah, pretty much. Dan was like 10 years older than everybody else on this trip because it was his second not, bachelor's. Not that much older, but yeah, I was, you know, a non-trad at this point. I was back in school. So these, you know, everybody else on the trip was like 21, 22 when I was like 27 or something like that. No, Lily wasn't around yet. So 26, 25. So it was a yeah. few years older, I, you know, not Old way enough. older. You were like married. And but stuff, yeah, they had so. to convince me to go out to this hookah bar, which I did not want to go to because I had no intention of actually smoking out of the hookah because that's just not my thing. And we were waiting for a spot. And like this place is, you know, tiny, super narrow. Um, he went down the stairs into it, um, little tiny place. And we were just waiting up against the wall and it was in the middle of, it was January mm -hmm. and it was snow and super cold everywhere. So I had a winter coat on and some girl just like bumps into me as she's like leaving. And I was like, all right, I mean, I'm against the wall. I don't know how to get anywhere out of your way. And then I was like, what does that smell? And I look and there's puke all over my arm. And I was like, Seriously, I didn't even want to come out. You didn't chase her bars. down and punch her in the throat and just go, <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, then we ended up being there till like two in the morning. And it was like, I was just kind of waiting for people to want to leave. And like, but they were all into like the music and whatnot, which I was not into because I don't listen to like pop. And that's all that was playing was like the current hits that I didn't know. <laughs> That felt so out of place. Just kept watching the same football reruns over and over again because it was playoffs. Some dude talked to me because I was wearing a Wolverine, a T-shirt with Wolverine on it. 
and he apparently did MMA and he was called the Wolverine. So he thought that was super cool, but he was like so drunk. It wasn't like even a good conversation. Oh, I didn't want to smoke and I didn't want to go to a bar and I didn't like the music. And some guy was trying to be my friend. Have I ever I just, mentioned that I'm kind of lame? <laughs> I just wanted to go home and suck my bunions and drink my Metamucil before my nighttime stories. Have my Fig Newton and fall asleep. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Uh, but no, I ended up going back at like two o'clock or so by myself because it was like I'm exhausted I need I just need to go back to the room um, and everyone's like are you going to be okay like you know going through New York City in the middle of the night like that and I was like yeah <laughs> like I don't know I wasn't worried at all like I, I'm not a small person not particularly large you're a manlet anyone under six feet is a manlet you know what <laughs> I'm average height okay oh like you're um, like the chicken nugget of a man Wow, that's not where I was going with this at all. But I, I wasn't worried about going on the subway on my own back. Right. Like I knew how to get there and everything. Which is interesting because I would never be able to do that. True. So. I mean, you'd probably be able to, but you would not feel safe doing that. No. Probably because she wouldn't be safe doing that. Right. I think is what she was saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. Like yeah. I literally like going on walks in our like not large at all in our bum tuck air quote, little town air quote city like i will cross to the opposite side of the street as like any kind of like delivery van or food truck or anything like that like I, yeah which is too bad That's it's true. a good move but it's too bad that the city yeah. is filled with delivery vans <laughs> so I'm not like, like, our neighbors yeah. got so many deliveries from like ups and fedex and i was like they're building a meth lab in their basement. <laughs> Do you think you're going to be abducted by a delivery truck? I, yeah. There, no, there was like a super sketch van that was like coincidentally in the same spot as me a lot of times on my walk. And I don't know. That's the FBI. <sighs> would you say that like you, you don't worry about it as a man would yeah. you say that you like go out and do runs like at maybe at like a particular time of day where someone that has a schedule that's based around making no no i see job. where you're going with that but no gotcha yeah and i used to go for runs at night because i like running at nighttime in the summer and i can't do that anymore because it got scary one time so you know yay yeah it's too bad yeah <laughs> You know, if only, never mind. That's a great intro. <laughs> All right. That's the intro. <laughs> well, I was trying to re reiterate oh, where we left off, and somehow we got completely derailed with hookah bars and tangented. And, and <laughs> now, so. now Dan hates pop culture and being social. No, right. I hate pop music. Same thing. I mean, it's part of it, yeah. But the music um, you like is was pop music at one point. In Canada? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, so... Bruno got in his bar fight. He got barfed on with the brandy bounce from George. Look yeah. at that alliteration. That's a that's a good game. He got punched in the arm real hard. Bruno. Did you take any damage from that? Was it one point or no? One point, yeah. Oh, he got you. And then it's gonna leave a Carl dragged Bruno out of the fight real quick. And then Mina hucked a bottle at the dude yeah, and made him flee. And yeah, then the nobles with their bodyguards were like, all right, well, that's this isn't fun. And they left too. She chucked a bottle while Bruno's body waddled. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I can do in my life and it's making poor people or making rich people <laughs> bored and unhappy, I would like to do that. I would like to bad. do those things. So he decided to follow Joseph back to, well, to his boat. He's going yeah. back. You're going there for the first time to yeah. the beer belly. Mm -hmm. On your way, you all noticed there were the sound of footsteps following you. I turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit. I don't know. Next <laughs> <up or anything. laughs> all right. Uh, you turn around. Does anybody follow suit? Yeah, I believe we would all turn around. Then. Carl's going to Carl will turn and uh, put his hand on the boat hook. I'm a little concerned. All right. So you turn around and you see a couple of guys walking in the road. Everybody to make a uh, intuition check. I believe that these guys are probably up to no good. Carl going to start uh, making trouble. Make in this it neighborhood. an average check for you. Plus 20. Carl got five degrees of success. Then Ooh, there you go. I, I know these good. guys address. All right. So you definitely recognize them. Uh, Mina does as well. Bruno, did you get it? Yeah. With one. Well, lucky. 
I failed by two. All right, so everybody but Lucky recognizes these guys as the ones that were making those weird oh, gestures ear, the ear to scratcher Carl. Guys. Yeah, the, the scratch their left ear with the pinky of their right hand kind of thing. Oh, they're friendly, right? <laughs> I mean, they offered a good ear scratch twice, just in case the first one didn't hit. So I think that they're probably on the level. Mm. So as they're walking towards you, the two of them just together, um, one of them like stumbles forwards and then like falls to the ground with a crossbow bolt in his back. The other one turns around and you see a crossbow bolt just go through his throat and he falls down dead. Uh, so <laughs> I think we should scatter now. So I, I turn back around really slowly zig, and zig, zig, zig. continue walking, but at a brisker pace. <laughs> Carl's going to make a perception check to see if I can figure out what the heck's going on. Alrighty. Is that just a regular nothing plus nothing check? What are you looking for? Particular? I want to know where these uh, bolts are coming from. So I did see them coming our way. So maybe I have a little of an idea of where they're coming from. Okay. Hard check. I got no idea then. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bruno's going to take Joseph by the shoulders and be like, assassins. And he's going to uh, tumble dive into the closest alleyway. Okay. With, with Joseph. Sure. Uh, Joseph, he's a little drunk too. He failed a check. So he's like, what's going on? And he jumps with you. Someone shot those two dudes over there. We should probably actually check on them. <laughs> you want to go over and check the body? Yeah. I mean, the one had a bullet go through the you know, bullet go through the throat. He's yeah. probably not great, no. but the other one might be okay. Okay, there's probably still a shooter out there, though. Still, well, I mean, <laughs> right? Cro- but crossbows come with more than two bolts. <laughs> I know, but like, are they killing randos or are they just killing these two guys in Skedaddle? And chances are, they're just killing these two guys in Skedaddle because they have been known to scratch their ears. <laughs> In a suspicious way. In a very suspicious way. Uh, so you're going to go over and check the bodies? Yeah. All right. Uh, the one that got shot through the throat is clearly dead. Okay. a lot of blood. Gotcha. Check the guy that got shot in the back. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty dead, too. Oh, gotcha. Um, how many things do they have in their pockets? Uh, so you search their body? Yep. You find two daggers. Okay. And three silver and 19 pennies worth of money between the two of them. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Uh, any identification badges or Illuminati membership cards? Nothing more in their pockets. How how thorough do you want to be in this? Oh, I, I want to get in some crevices, bud. Okay. Uh, so you're searching pretty thoroughly. You notice the pulling their clothes apart or whatever. Um, you happen to notice they both have a matching tattoo. Really? Yep. What, what's it of? On the right side of their chest. They both have a small, looks like a hand, pretty dark. Hmm. All right. I look up to see. I mean, there's no one there, like standing there with a crossbow being like, I got him. Oh, yeah, there is. Is there? No, no. Oh, geez. No, there's not. Oh, geez. Oh, peace. I got really <laughs> nervous there for a second. <laughs> oh, again, I wish we had video to see Tim's face because he was like, what? <laughs> he looked pretty terrified. Those uh, city poachers are real prevalent in this oh, part of town. Oh, yeah, they didn't probably didn't have a license to, <laughs> to, to murder those guys. <laughs> uh, so do you keep the daggers, too, or just the money? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now I got four daggers. All right, because you got that one back from the thief. You pulled it out of his bag. Yeah, so you... I got mine, I got Ross, and I got these other two dead this guys. This group is shockingly good at throwing things at people. So, yeah, I'll just head back. I mean, there's no obvious dude running away or, like, a crossbow laying on the ground. Not that you see. All right. I mean, it is what it is. I just walk yeah. back to the group. Pat Joseph down like, thank goodness you're okay. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. I don't know what happened there. We should get to the boat quick. Thought they were after you. Why I don't would know they why they would you? be. I'm just a merchant. Oh, good. So those guys had like matching tattoos on their packs, like a hand. Oh. Does that mean anything to anybody? Do, do you want to get matching tattoos? Could we? Can I, we? Do they I, have? I oh my should. gosh. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> How much does the tattoo cost? Uh, I mean, places would be closed now. Why? No, they're open yeah, but, late like bars. Yeah. That's <laughs> when mean, you make your best probably, choices. Yeah. Joseph's like, we need to get to the boat. This is not safe out here. Well, yeah, it wasn't safe, but it seems yeah, safe we, now. Yeah. Remember, we just saw two guys get killed in the street. Maybe not the best night for tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to 
I had cake and a pheasant. I saw two guys get killed. You know, kind of want to remember this night. I got a job, my first job. I got a girl's address. I mean, all right. Let's go, I guess. He's gonna unless, we, unless we pass the tattoo place. Oh, then we definitely are stopping in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you head to the boat. It might be more than what you're expecting. I'm not sure what everybody was expecting. but it's, Oh, there's multiple tattoo places on the way? <laughs> the beer belly is a pretty impressive barge. It's roughly 75 feet long. What? And about 25 feet wide. That's it, a big boat. It is not a small boat. So you get an idea of what this boat looks like. It looks a little ratty. It's not exactly, you know, Imperial Navy quality or anything like that. But there's quite a bit of cargo uh, strapped down on the front on on the deck. It's got pretty decent sized cabins, even if it's not the highest quality craftsmanship. He's got a bit of like a, not, he doesn't have like a crow's nest up in the top because the, the barge has has a sail, but it's not really what it focuses on to get down the river. Um, it's usually the current of the river or get pulled by horses to go back kind of thing. And he's got like like a forward crow's nest. I don't know what you call that. On the very prow of the ship, there is you can um, climb up a, a ladder to like a land a little landing to really see to get a really good eye view of everything. And then there's like a poop deck at the, at the, the bow of the ship. This is probably going to be a pretty rough night for you trying to get yeah. sleep while drunk in a vessel. That's rocking. I feel like uh, Bruno would fall asleep with his head just over the side. <laughs> Joseph leads you on over the gangplank onto the ship. And he says, here's the beer belly. Make yourselves at home, except in my room or, or their room. Joseph, this is, this is a really impressive boat. I like to think so. This is, I don't know about everyone else, but this was not quite what I was expecting. This is actually really nice. Everything <laughs> that's happened outside those two dudes dying has been really nice since we met you, Joseph. I think you're good luck. It's been a good night. We didn't get killed. That's true. That's actually really true. So there's like other rooms like made up. We're going to like, I'm, I might have like my own room if I get to it quick enough. Is that like the deal? I mean, he's got, there's like space for you. There's not more beds gotcha. in here. Um, he's got some hammocks he can string up oh, yes. real quick. Uh, Cause he never knows exactly how many people he's going to have on board other than Volmar and Gilda and Elsa. They have their own rooms. If you go into the cabin that takes up most of the middle of the ship there, you see he's got his, his cargo is all like under tarps tied down. So it's, you know, harder to steal kind of thing. Yeah. And to keep it safe while the boat's going um, in those cabins, there's a couple big rooms where you can string up hammocks and then there's stairs leading up and above there is like um, like a living area and then his room and then uh, Volmar and Gilda's room. But they're all asleep at the moment. And he says, make yourselves at home and string up some hammocks and be pretty comfortable in there. I'm going to I'm going to hit the hay up top and we can talk some more tomorrow. We'll be heading out for a slight. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Sounds good. And uh, Carl's going to try and guide Bruno to uh, a hammock. Yeah, this is oh, something this is that's gonna be fun. Nothing <laughs> new for, for Carl stringing up a hammock and sleeping in it. But uh, but Bruno getting in a hammock. I mean, getting mm. in a hammock is difficult for anybody. Uh, is everybody just going to hop into their hammock right away? Yeah. yeah. I think honestly, though, for Bruno, he could be face down in the hammock with a bucket under him. And chances are <laughs> he's going to catch, catch most of the drippings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everybody, I'm going to have you make a challenging agility test to get into that hammock. Because <laughs> who here has actually tried to get in the hammock before? Hammocks oh, I have. Don't get along. I was in a hammock like two weeks ago. Nice. Wow. Alex has really got it made. <laughs> it's Sometimes it's really difficult, <laughs> especially these are the kind where like, unless you're in it, it's like super flat kind right. of thing. And yeah. it's like cargo netting, essentially. I Maybe failed by six have. degrees. <laughs> All right, so you try to get, you just flip right out the other side. Plonk, fall on the ground. Bruno, how'd Bruno do? Yeah. Uh, Bruno uh, got a 98. Oh uh, wow, and you're minus 37. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> is agil agility is affected by being drunk, right? I believe, yeah. So you're minus Can 30. Can Bruno die in a hammock? <laughs> <laughs> he Here's the good news. We're going to find oh out. Yeah, make sure you're sleeping on your side or your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I think so he goes across thing. it like lengthwise mm -hmm. instead of. Yeah, you just flip right over, laying right. on your back. Mina, how'd you do? Five degrees of failure. Wow. Okay. Carl, did you manage to get in yours? 
No, Carl got two degrees of failure. <laughs> so nobody's able to get in their hammock the first try. I mean, you all kind of end up in various states of on the ground or just kind of catching yourself or whatever. I'm not going to make you test again and again until you get it. Just it it takes a little while to, to figure this out and steady it enough that you can get in. And once you're laying down, it's, it's actually pretty comfortable. You know, you move with the ship so it doesn't affect people if they're uh, going to be seasick as much. Sweet. But it's a pretty relaxing night, actually. Outside of yeah. Bruno waking up and <laughs> becoming a fondue fountain. <laughs> <laughs> this point, you guys are going to sleep. Is a good time to do experience for since the last time. Yeah. Need to Altdorf and all that. Yeah. All right. First up, I'm going to give everybody the usual 50 for role playing mm-hmm. since the last time. Yep. Since, as usual, that's been pretty stellar. And then you're going to get another five points for thwarting the baggage thief and getting his bag back. I hit a guy with a knife. He did. I'm going to give you guys 10 points for dealing with Max, getting him out of there. That jerk. Yeah, he was pretty not nice. Uh, I'm going to give you another 20 for, for meeting Joseph, befriending him, taking the job offer, getting to the beer belly. All that. So 85 total. Also, at this point, because you took the job from Joseph, anybody can enter the Boltman career for zero experience. Oh. If you want to change your career at this point, which actually I think Carl was saying he wanted to do. And I was like, oh, he gets to do it for free if you wish. And it is something that I'm going to be interested in doing here because I'm also going to, with the experience we just got, I'm going to be able to have all the prerequisites for leaving my class gracefully. All right. Cool. So you, if you wish, you can become, you know, the first level of the first rank of boatman, and and it won't cost the extra hundred to change to that. Um, Tweet. You can buy like talents and and things from previous tiers if yeah, you. Pretty tier sure. Up. Okay. I'll double check that. But so if I've met all my prereqs and I can spend a hundred to buy into the next thing. Yeah, it costs a hundred to move to the next rank. Okay. I'll do that. Awesome. So you are now a witch. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Gave away your career. What people the, didn't listen to episode zero. What the shucks, Dan? <laughs> what the shucks? I think that uh, that Bruno will also uh, advance. He got to, promoted. For his promotion, he will advance into the coachman career. <laughs> as he is now a fully fledged coachman with the four seasons. Mine. See that? In the morning. Now, with uh, advancing on careers, you don't get any of the skills or talent or trappings just by making that switch. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, you got to spend experience for that. Going to need a poll. Big problem. I got one you can use. (laughs) So you have a restful night. Everybody heals. If If you're down any, you heal up your toughness bonus and wounds. I don't think anybody needs to make a check to heal more. Yeah, Bruno's the only one down by one, right? Mina yeah. was still down a little bit, wasn't she? Uh, but I think it was down like two. So you so should have bonus back. Full. I think everybody's yeah. back to full. So we, which is nice. You have a pretty restful sleep in the tent, in the tent, in the hammock. That's what it's called. And in the morning, um, you hear Joseph yelling, but not like mad or, or angry or anything like that, but just kind of like. You know, sun's up, we're up, let's get going. We gotta cut the moorings. We gotta guard guide this barge down the Reich. Let's get to move on. Hey Joseph, um, have you ever heard of a Dr. Dregs? Nope. All right. Uh so everybody make a, an agility test to get out of the hammock. <laughs> oh boy. Just for comedy's sake. Made it. Okay, so you figured it out. Mina figured it out. I also made it. Lucky's got it down. Agility is not a good skill for Bruno. Um, that's gonna be three degrees of failure. All right, so you fall your way out. <laughs> Carl just slept on the floor. I'm surprised that I uh, made it in the hammock after try after try. I just imagine that like Lucky and I had to hold it open and then Carl had to like do the foot like boost thing for you with like, you know, with your butt too, like, right. I was just imagining like your arms and legs all through different holes in the hammock, just like (laughs) hanging down. Carl got a uh, critical success, rolled an 11. Ooh, there you go. So you get out with like panache. He like kicks flips off a wall. <laughs> make a superhero landing as I get out. Yeah. Bruno. <laughs> yes. Make me an endurance check. Make it difficult. Uh, 95 does not pass. <laughs> wow. 
that. Jeez. Impressive how high you roll all the time. Uh, so you're pretty hungover. Fantastically so, yeah. How many degrees of failure was that just now? Endurance? Yeah. Uh, that would be, that's my highest skill. So only four. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're four levels of hungover. Great. That doesn't really mean anything, but we're going to say, yeah, you're not, you don't like this. Uh, as you guys leave the cabin, you see it's a pretty bright morning, which is not what Bruno was hoping for. No. And Joseph is up and about. You see a couple, you know, there's another guy around helping out. You see a woman holding a little baby and she's doing what she can kind of with one arm at a time, at, you know, while holding the baby. And they are releasing the moorings and getting the boat ready to go. And Joseph says, don't be afraid. Jump in. Let's go get all these untied. So Carl knows what to do. This is, you know, what you did for a while. And you can help out as you were hired to do. All right. Bruno's going to go straight to the head and uh, put his head down the toilet and curl up everything (laughs) that all the mistakes that he made last (laughs) night. (laughs) All right. Um, Joseph's just kind of like. Ah, like he's just kind of like he like waves his arm at you like dismissively like well we'll get him to do something later today as you guys I, are- I still hear Bruno's hammock oh. <laughs> that thing is stretched out <laughs> <laughs> so as you're helping or hurling you look around this area and you see you know the docks here are packed full of boats uh, Altdorf being the biggest city in the empire is no stranger to the the life of the sea, even though it's quite far inland. The some of the rivers in the empire are just massive. You know, think like the Mississippi. You've ever seen or seen pictures of it? Like some of them are, you know, can be a mile wide. Huge expanses of water that happen to be flowing. And here you are on the Reich, which is one of the main rivers of the empire. And what you know, the province is Reichland is named after. Altdorf used to be known as Reichdorf because it was the city on the Reich. And and this area, you know, it's not like the other side of the river is right there. Like there are tons of boats here. Um, some of them are just anchored in the river here. It's, you know, hundreds of yards wide. There are some massive Imperial Navy ships that are like that make the beer belly look quite small. And they're you know, bristling with cannon. They've got their pennants flying. You see some. A lot of them are in the colors of Reichland, which would be blue and Red. Uh, you see at least one or two that have the, the colors of Altdorf, which is white. And then you even see a few from Nuln, which are black and bone is the colors of Nuln. And those have even more and bigger cannons on them. That's known, Nuln is known as like the city of engineers and things like that. That's where all that oil comes from, right? <laughs> it took me a second to get that one. I even see some with the the standard of Marienburg, which is a city north of the empire that is its own like city state mm. huh. that it's ceded from the empire a long time ago. And it's it's a coastal town uh, into what's called the Sea of Claws. And people from all Bless over the world you. visit Marienburg. Seeing its ships here isn't like weird that weird because they are known as a naval people. They travel all over the place, but you know, they're, they're ships from hundreds of miles away. Does this river connect to Marienburg? I believe so. Yeah. Mm. If not, the empire has in recent years dug channels, Mm. which is one that you are going to travel on today. So as you guys, it takes about an hour to get things ready to go. The the whole time Joseph is like ordering things for you guys to do to help you out, understand what's going. He explains some things to you at times, shows you how to do some knots and whatnot. You know, when you untie it from the pier, you can't just let it lay in the water. It's going to get ruined, things like that. So he tells you how to tie it back up on the boat, button everything down as they say. He shows us where we make breakfast, right? We got to get on the road, the river, but I keep saying the road here. <laughs> got to get going on the river before we have anything to eat. Oh, uh, all right. Gilda will take care of that in just a minute. But yeah, it takes about an hour. You get going. You're going to be heading um, kind of southwest. Um, you're on the right uh, briefly, <clears throat> and then you're going to get on to the Weisbrook Canal. As we uh, disembark, Carl's going to toss a, uh, a copper coin into the sea in offering to Manan. Ah. Ooh. Uh, um, locally, people also sort of worship the Reich as a god itself. There is the fa- Father Reich. is kind of like the god of rivers, especially the Reich. So um, you would know about that as well and probably mm-hmm. say something to him also. 
Uh, as you're leaving Altdorf, you do notice a particularly massive ship. And uh, Joseph points it out. It's called the Emperor Wilhelm III, said to crew over a thousand. Wow. And so he claims it's never left the Reichsport in 70 years of service. But it's there. There's a lot of cannon. This is one to be one of those ships that's many stories. Levels. Levels. Yeah. Um, many it's like decks. A, it's like a parfait. It's got layers. Yeah. Yeah. So you head out of Altdorf. It's pretty slow but steady going at this point. The river is so wide that it's not flowing terribly fast. He also tells you that you're going to be in the Weisbrook Canal for 60 miles. Tells you it was completed in 2462 of the Imperial calendar, which would be a little less than a hundred years ago. Uh, it's to carry, it was made to carry coal and iron from the mines of Delf Gruber directly to Altdorf to avoid the heavy tolls that you would have to pay to pass by Karaberg. It was originally designed to accommodate narrow barges that are towed by horses. But since it's been a while and they've been able to open up the canal, make it a little bit wider for barges of all kinds to, to be able to travel on it so they could, get more revenue from tolls. Uh, it's only 25 feet at its narrowest point. Uh, so this barge is 23 feet wide. So you take up almost the entire canal. Wow. So there's no way for them, like them, them super big boats to get through. Right. Gotcha. So they have to travel on the Reich proper. Oh. And they go kind of around. So the Weisbrook Canal here cuts off a lot of travel. But it's, it, co- it still costs a toll to go on, of course. Uh, but there are sections that are 50 feet wide that they call like passing lanes. So gotcha. There are every once in a while you, you guys kind of move over. But for the most part, it's pretty, pretty smooth. Almost as smooth sailing. I mean, it's kind of sailing. There is a, a sail on the barge, but not he doesn't have it down at the moment. It's just kind of going with the flow of it. If you're going too fast, there's too much of a chance to to bottom out because there's almost no room to maneuver. So Joseph, do you, do you make the wine that, that you sell? Do you like own like a vineyard or something? Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, Bruno is going to be missing for most of the morning, if not into the early <laughs> afternoon. So as you guys are traveling along, floating along the canal, it's pretty peaceful. It's the, you know, forest on either side before noon, there is a group of road wardens you see walking alongside and you know, you only have about a foot on either side, so they're not too far away. Like as usual, there's five of them. They're not the same ones that you've seen before. They they were patrolling a totally different area. And they just kind of start chatting with Joseph, asking him stuff. I totally forgot you asked me a question, and I... Yeah, you railroaded me there. No, I, I, I was starting to look up a, a what it might be, but no, he doesn't make the wine. Does he buy it, or does he like he work for a company that produces it? How did you come to have so much wine? Well, my job is to get wine from places where they don't they have it to places where they don't have it so they can have it. So, yeah, I buy it in Altdorf. Not cheap, but then I sell it along the Reich, you know, for more. Of course, I'm going to stop in Weisbrook. We'll get there soon. What's in Weisbrook? Tell me about Weisbrook. We're going to sell some of the wine there. It's a small town. We're going to stay there overnight or... Oh, no, we'll stay on the boat. Oh, we don't have time to like go out and, and see Viceland. Well, hopefully we'll get there before the end of the day. Hopefully before the rain comes down too hard. You notice the above the clouds are starting to darken a bit as is usual. So I put my rainbow, my rainbow out. <laughs> Try to find a good spot out of the way. Someone steps on it. Yeah. Yep. Is um, it the same bowl from that? I the stole seven spokes. Yep. You stole it. It's a seven spokes bowl. Okay. Easily the nicest rainbow I've had. I mean, it's like halfling made, so. Yeah. So, Joseph, um, are so are these like your daughter and, and nephew or your son and niece or what's the deal? Uh, no, I hired Volmar years ago. Helped me out. He seemed like he had a strong back. Gilda came with him. Figured she could help out, too. So hired them both. Not too long ago, they had Elsa, and she's just cute as a bun, so I can't tell them they can't have her here. Oh, Been working enough. out just fine. That's neat. What What did you do before you were a uh, wine wholesaler? Oh, man, I've been doing this a long time. Kind of strokes his beard, takes a swig of wine. He's got another bottle with him. Well, I worked with 
uh, Carl's dad there loading up boats is something I've been doing my whole life. Gotcha. So did you never took a, you didn't have like a cousin or anything? You never had kids or? I don't know what a cousin has to do with it, but no, decided to be a bachelor. <laughs> gotcha. You never, you never fell in love? Ever found someone on the open river? <laughs> While you're asking him these questions, you hear somebody shout over the water that says, get your fat barge off the vice brook. I look around for a fat barge. They're talking about you, but oh. there's another, there's a smaller boat behind you on the canal that isn't nearly as wide, uh, much smaller kind of looks probably cargo kind of thing, but not nearly as big as the beer billy. And it's just like stuck behind you guys because the beer billy has to go pretty slow. Yeah. But it's, it fits. Do we even have room to move over right now? No, but they're just like yelling because they're mad. I mean, do you want us to, to slow down? No, you need to get out of the way. You're taking up all the room. I can't even get around you. Well, have Joseph's just like, don't worry about it. Get a smaller him. boat <laughs> for that small latitude. <laughs> on the road wardens that are kind of clip-clopping along beside you. Then like, I cast mind dart on them. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, enough. He's got as much right to be here as you, they say to the other boat. And then they kind of <clears> shut up. Yeah. What they said. Joseph's like, don't make it worse. Just well, ignore not, them. I'm just trying we'll to appreciate the word. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, no, I appreciate. I appreciate you. You know, he defending said it was. A, he said it was a fat barge. It's this is a beautiful barge. <laughs> it is a fat. Barge. It's a thick barge, which I appreciate. It's a thick barge. <laughs> <laughs> More storage for the porridge. For your porridge? Oh, yeah. We shouldn't oh. be barge shaming right now. <laughs> Some barges are thick, some are not. I mean, if you have a thin porridge, what's the point? Right, that's true. <laughs> uh, as you go along, eventually the, him and the, the road wardens are chatting, are just kind of, the conversation kind of fizzles out and they speed up a little bit and actually are trotting along faster than the barge, partly because the rain starts to pick up and the, the clouds darken enough that it is starting to rain pretty quickly. It begins to rain fairly heavily. Your bowl's going to fill up so fast. I have so many balls. <laughs> Rainbow. So you're like used to this, right? Like just being on boats, hanging out or whatever, moving slow, getting yelled at. Yeah. It's life at this... Seas Dot and fish. Always the fish. So like, is this kind of like all there is? Kind of like move some ropes and then you just sit there and wait? Yeah. Waiting. Lots of waiting. It's kind of a sweet job, really. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Is not so bad without my whole family screaming at me. Mina, where are my stackings? Mina, why you move the stool bowl? Oh, you're like the person that like takes everyone's stuff and moves it around. No, I don't touch anybody's stuff, but they don't put their stuff where it belongs and then they can't find it. It's not my fault. Did, did they yell at anyone else for it or just you? There was lots of yelling. Oh, you know. fair. All right. So <laughs> what did your Uncle Chet do for a living? Uh, Uncle Chet was fisherman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fair. All right. His hands were always pruny and smelled of chum. <sighs> I literally have zero <laughs> responses that aren't going to get caught. Uh, Sticky yeah. palms. Yeah, my... My dad always said he had a friend that was always chumming and like his palms got hairy. Mm. Like from, I must be certain fish have really tiny bones or. It's very interesting because you, you like reuse the fish to catch more fish. You know, you use the head and the guts and the bones you put in water to catch more fish. They're so stupid. The fish. That's actually really kind of nice. You're, you use all the parts. Oh, yeah. So fish are cannibals. Is that kind of what I'm gathering? Yes. So you're saying that that's fine if a type of animal eats its own <laughs> kind, that that would not because, be alarming for you? Because they are brainless. Well, Ralph wasn't too smart either. Well, that's true. He was eating another person. Right. Which, as we've discerned, is OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were using that man's hand as bait, though. Well, right. Yeah. Does because Lucky have like lore lawyer on there or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he does not. He is channeling lawyer. He has to channel. <laughs> channel. Channel that lawyer. So the rest of this part of the trip is pretty 
uneventful. You guys can have conversations like this all day. Uh, Joseph says for, you know, while it's raining this hard, you don't have to be out on the deck. You can be in the cabin, stay dry. Uh, the other two stay in there. Um, he's got like a, you know, a rain jacket kind of thing on while he's piloting. So he doesn't crash into the sides. So you guys head down the canal. It starts to get a bit dark as in the sun's getting near setting. It's dark because it's raining and dark clouds. But you notice that the forest thins out. And instead of trees and the woods, there is construction of buildings. Oh, oh. And quite a bit of it. Um, there's lots of new buildings being erected on either side of the canal until you get to um, you see on the south side of the canal, there is a wall extending um, down and with on the other side of that wall is many more completed buildings. The other side, you see the wall is being built to, to continue on the other side of, of the canal. Uh, it's not there yet. And you come out into the river Bogan, Joseph announces. And he says, ah, Bogan, the river Bogan. And he pours a little bit of the wine out over the side of the ship. And he says, blessings of Bogenauer to you all. Hey, thanks, man. You too. Hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, we made it to Weisbrook. Let's get, let's get tied up here. And he n- navigates the barge onto a pier. And as you guys do your new job. Yeah. 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 Ropes and stuff. I know how to tie knots. All right. I don't know. I mean, you tried to tie the horses together before. No, it's buckle. Buckles. I know buckles. (laughs) Carl's definitely the biggest help here. He knows the ropes. Uh, 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 But yeah, I don't got one. (laughs) All right, and for the first time uh, today, um, Bruno comes out from underneath. Uh, You see that his. Coat has been patched up hastily instead of the ratchet lines uh, company logo on his breast. Uh, where now where the hole was is a four seasons patch. Uh, and a bunch of puke. <laughs> so the puke's been cleared off for the most part. But uh, yeah, I'm sure he still smells of brandy. Um, but uh, it's like, guys, you you wouldn't believe this. But I got a lateral transfer to the Four Seasons. I feel like everything that we've been told about the Four Seasons would mean that that's not a lateral transfer. Uh, it could be a promotion. Yeah, you could consider a promotion. Uh, <laughs> Is because um, they are hitting people with their coaches and you will not hit the people with their coaches. Oh, did you get brought in to teach them not to do that? No, I think that's kind of like an outside consultant. That's part of the training. I, I have to learn how to. Um, oh, you have to learn how to. Yeah. Them. Oh, that's actually part of their training. Yeah. Gotcha. They just run the people over. I mean, they're only pedestrians. <laughs> they're not paying coach passengers. And uh, I mean, I was. It, I was a paying coach passenger. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to be in a coach. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, my friend. Yeah, hey. You definitely deserve the promotion. <laughs> That's actually really exciting. That it's, doesn't make a whole ton of sense, but. It's very good news. I feel like for, you talked a lot of bad things about Four Seasons. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that you were going there to clean them up, but all right. At this point, it's uh, pretty near night and you've got a whole. It's a So Weisbrook here is a small city that clearly is in, in the middle of expanding. Like you literally yeah. sailed past the, the visual of that where there's some rather large buildings. There's a lot going on here. Obviously nothing compared to Altdorf, but still pretty big, bigger than Seastat, bigger than wherever Lucky was from by quite a margin. And Joseph tells you, you, you you're allowed, you can stay in the boat overnight. You want to go stay in one of the inns. That's no problem. There's a couple good ones here. There's the Black Gold Inn. There's the Trumpet Inn or the Happy Man. Any of them would be a good place to stay if you if you don't mind spending some coin. Otherwise, you've got your hammocks on the boat. Not a problem. We'll be staying here tonight, of course. But we're gonna head into the Black Gold probably for a bit and you know have something to drink and eat. You said one one is called the Happy Man. Yeah. Ah. It's a bit in the town a ways, but if you want to go. 
I mean, probably head to the black gold with him, right? And then maybe hit up the happy man later. Yeah. Yeah. So as you guys are kind of checking out the town from here, you notice in the doorway of the black and gold, the black gold inn, because it's right on the water there. Um, you see somebody stand, uh, says a shadowy travel stained character standing in the doorway looking at you. Well, hey, master. So I want everybody to make an, an average perception check. Average perception check. Oof. Made it. I failed by three. I rolled a three. Carl's. Hmm. Hell. Carl succeeds with uh, three degrees of success. All right. So those of you that pass recognize this guy. First off, you notice he has a crossbow on his back. You recognize him from the Konigsplatz. Mm. At the co- the. It's the preacher. No, not him. Uh, he wasn't on the Konigsplatz. He was on the street of the Hundred Taverns. What's the uh, Konigsplatz? It's all the same. Okay. The, the square. Oh, okay. where you drop people off. Where we coach. saw Uh-oh. Carl Franz. Does yes. this guy have like a wound that looks like someone threw a knife in his back and then took it out? No. Oh, oh. sweet. All right. He, Zero for two. But he, you saw him when the guys were giving you those weird hand signals. Yeah. And they like turned. Oh. And they went yeah. somewhere else. Maybe yeah. we should. You guys saw someone else. Itch our ears. With the for opposite him. finger. Yeah. For him. Somebody give me a wine bottle. I'm just gonna chuck it. <laughs> that worked last time. Scare him off. <laughs> get, go on, get and like stomp my foot. <laughs> Smack a room on the ground real hard. <laughs> it's like a skunk he sees in your garbage. See him, and he enters the inn. And as he turns to go inside, is when you see he's got a crossbow on his back. Mm-hmm. Follows. I mean, he's not gonna shoot us in a inn. Right. It's not how we do this. So let's get him. If he does, we've got multiple bottles. Yeah, let's ship and, it. And, yeah. Which is like sending it, but now we're boatsmen. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna ship it. All right. So you're gonna head into the gold black. Yep. Oh, he yeah. went into the gold black. black Golden. Mm-hmm. The black gold. Oh, I mean, even better. Right, it was where you're heading anyway. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm taking Joseph's lead here. Okay. And you head inside and the place is packed. Real busy today. Nice. Um, real full room. Pretty, you know, you've been in a couple taverns at this point. Tavern inns, and it's the same kind of thing. Tables around, well, round tables all over the place. A big, well-stocked bar. Tons of bottles behind. You know, I had never been to an inn or a bar or tavern before, and I feel like that's where we spend, like, all of our time. <laughs> Uh, but if you enter, you don't see that person. Huh. Hmm. Maybe he was a ghost. <laughs> huh? Yeah, did Joseph get a table? Yeah, so he just kind of follows you guys in. He doesn't... No, I'm following him. I'm taking his lead. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he just kind of walked in. We talked about his that crazy gait he had where he takes yeah. huge steps yeah. and he always swings his arms. He goes in and, and the, the barkeep is like a uh, buxom woman. Oh, as, yeah. As you said something about last episode. A large woman, but not, not that tall. Gotcha. But large. And she uh, says, oh, Joseph, welcome back. And he's like, all right, let's get a table. And she says, take your, take a seat where you can fit. Because there's right. six of you. Seven yeah. of you. Yeah. And is, a baby. Is there any, uh, is there any place that Bruno could fit? <laughs> table for seven in a high chair please <laughs> uh yeah so you you go to a table it's busy but there's there's a room last table in the place you guys can have a seat nice i'm gonna keep like scanning the room for the guy with the crossbow okay i'm pretty certain he was a spooky ghost he's probably gone this is a group hallucination like when you lick the spines on the silver belly Half a fish. I don't actually know about fish in real life, so I don't know why I thought that. Was I a had a buddy idea. Jimmy that really liked half a fish. Yeah. He was all right. Did he get yeah. mutated? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he did. Well, they never found him, so who could say? <laughs> they always just to say, "Oh, there's Jimmy. He loves half a fish so much. We should call him Jimmy Hoffa." <laughs> Well, when you lick the spines, it makes you smell the colors. 
It's, Smell the colors. It's fun time for children in Seastat. And also, when you need to learn a lesson, you can put it in someone's tea. The whole fish? No. The colors that you taste? No. The, the liquid from the spine of the fish, the pokey out part. Oh, you got to milk the spines. Yes. Spine milking. Yes. I've never yes. heard of that. Yes, it's a, a skill in Seastot that all children are taught after their fifth birthday. Huh. Yep. It's a rite of passage. And then well, we all start milking the spines. I would love to see you milk a fish spine sometimes. <laughs> that that sounds really interesting. <laughs> if we happen upon a half of fish, I will show you how. It's a very useful skill. And like I said, the excretion is very handy. Or um, uh, mischief, if you will. Oh, not harmful, just fun. What does it do? Does it make people hallucinate? Oh, hallucinate. Yeah, yeah you said that. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. oh gotcha. Yeah, because we all hallucinated that dude, that ghost. Exactly. And one time my friends and I all had some and we put fish heads in my sister Inga's bed and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but it was funny. She screamed. Is that like the time in real life where you put a box of clamshells under JB's bed in college? And you didn't find it for a month. I mean, that's that's what I thought was going on. <laughs> and I put it. I put them in a box with your with Dan's name on it because it was like a package that your mom had shipped to you. So it's not like we could have didn't. It wasn't me. Like it literally says Dan Cole on the box. I thought. Yeah, I thought you put it in that box. So if he saw it, he'd be like, oh, well, this is Dan's. I shouldn't open it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Dan put this box in my bed, but hmm, I'm going to respect his privacy. I think that might be my absolute favorite example of you escalating, like getting back at somebody. Yeah. Because it was like JB didn't come over and hang out with us one weekend when you were visiting. So you put a box of clamshells. Under his bed. Where did you get the clamshells? We had surf and turf. You didn't you come would over for the surf and turf if party. If came for oh. dinner, we had surf and turf. And yeah. In, in college? In college, yeah. God, you guys are rich. I mean, it was probably like super on sale. <laughs> I think it was, you know, it was like, quote, surf and turf. Where right. like, I think we had burgers. Like, burgers and, and clams. And yeah, clams. we definitely didn't have like steaks. And like the clams were ridiculously on sale. Was yeah. that from the big M that was up there? Probably. IGN. IGA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, IGA, okay. yeah. And JB lived in a single and would... No, he lived in the suite at the time. Oh, right, right, right. So we just knocked on the door. One of the suite mates answered and we're like, we got to put this in JB's room. And they're like, okay, he leaves it unlocked when he's not here for whatever reason. So we just put it under the bed and left. It was perfect. Oh, yeah, that suite was gross anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah, with the sock so soaked in vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the vinegar bottle. He would never tell us why it was there or what it was. About. There was this big jug of vinegar... And he had like a sack stuffed in the top, like a Molotov cocktail. And the whole sack was soaked in vinegar. And we had the one guy that was outside of his room. His name was Dave, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I thought and it was the guy that talked like Homestar Runner. Yeah. Chris. Chris. The other yeah. one was Dave. Yeah. Well, hey, Dave. Am I getting that mixed up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. And we constantly asked him why it was there. And he would never give us a straight answer. Yeah. Good times. JB still won't tell us either. Yeah. I don't know if JB knows. knows. No, 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 no. He also had uh, like a IV stand. So when he was really hungover, he would just hook up an IV to his arm yep. of yep. like a saline solution yep. and then rehydrate himself. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment. Honestly. Didn't spend a lot of time in JB's suite that year. No. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because JB was too busy to hang out with us, which is why I got clamshells under his bed. Just saying. So I don't even want because you stuff. flaked on us today. I don't even want to warn you what's not coming my, your not way. Not my fault. It was one hundred percent Lindsay's fault. Yeah, but who was a hundred clamshells richer? That's true. <laughs> there you go. So while at the Black Gold Inn, it's pretty obvious that uh, Joseph isn't buying everything this time. Oh. oh, then why are we here? <laughs> well, as long as we don't get 17 bottles of wine this time, it shouldn't be too bad, right? Uh, do, Four are. Seasons pays for this, right? Four Seasons, uh, unfortunately, they're a little cash strapped right now. Oh, um, it's company policy that uh, everyone pays their own way. I miss Ratchet Lines. Oh, yeah, Ratchet Lines is real good. They were. They, they're very high end. Joseph, you know, I'm going to level with you, man. 
When do we get paid? All right, after we get to Bogan Half, and I'll pay you for the whole trip. You gotta do the work before you get paid. You know how it is. I mean, how much? How are we gonna eat though? Like on the way there. What's well, dinner's only two pennies. Only two pennies. Ugh. All I, right. As GM, I know you have it. Listen. <laughs> so, are you gonna buy hot dinner? I'm buying hot dinner. Yep, Carl's gotta eat. Yeah. yeah. Lucky, I will buy your Go. dinner for you. Oh, Mina. Wow. Wow, you're. You know, you're here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am a person with coins in her pockets. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Mina. It's kind of harsh. What? You're here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a lot better than. He's not. Ah, oh, Mina, you murdered, murdered my, my friend. friend. <laughs> That's progress. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Baby steps. We're making Bruno steps right now. <laughs> Little waddling steps. <laughs> Unsteady on our feet, but still persistent. All right, so dinner here's nothing like you had at the Boatman Inn last night. It's not a huge chicken. All <laughs> right. oh, gotcha. uh, it's hot, though. Like, it's another stew, kind of like at the Seven Spokes. Not as good. It's not halfling made. But, yeah. like, it's serviceable. It's not terrible. It's not, you know... Cold fish or whatever Mina's used to. She is happy with literally anything that didn't live in water. Right. So it's kind of the same thing where it's like kind of mystery meat and fred vegetables in a broth. All right. But you do get a loaf of bread for the table. Still good enough that Bruno has two helpings. Of course. Yeah. Make sure you take four pennies off your sheet. <laughs> yeah, I got Does anybody <laughs> buy anything to drink? No. At this time, I mean, you still have two bottles of wine. Lucky, you do anything with those? I mean, they're in, they're in on the boat. Oh, you left your stuff there. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I got to sure. carry them a bag yeah, around. I don't know. I don't think they allow outside food or drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. There was a sign. I couldn't read it, but it had like right. a wine bottle and a tomato, and then a big cross through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dinner passes pleasantly. Joseph is fun to to eat with. He's he's great. He tells all kinds of stories about. Things that have happened on the river, a time they got attacked by goblins, and you know, luckily the road wardens came and came and drove them off pretty quickly. But there's river goblins. There are goblins randomly. Sometimes little packs of them attack things. Huh. They think they have superior numbers. So what's the happy man? Is that just another inn, or? That's, I mean, it's another bar. It's a tavern. Gotcha. I mean, do we want to bar hop a little bit? So that one is just a tavern. It's not an inn as well. Yeah. You're not going to pay to sleep anywhere if I've got a perfectly serviceable hammock on the boat. Right. It's free. Free is for me. Third free, third favorite four letter F word. So you finish up dinner. Are you going to head somewhere else to not drink there too? I mean, that's yeah. not necessarily the case. I'm keeping my out. My eye out for that crossbow guy. I almost said crossfit guy. <laughs> uh, are you just going to look around? Are you going to ask about him? Ask around. I'll ask around. That's cool. Want me to do like a gossip check? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, nobody knows anything. <laughs> Three degrees of failure. Yeah, either nobody knows anything or you didn't talk to the right like, people. But yeah. Hello, have you seen a man <laughs> who looks like he may be a hallucination from ingesting uh, fish venom? They're like, what? <laughs> Never mind. No. Um, what are like legal mages called? Wizards. Oh, they're just called wizards. Yeah. I mean, are they like pretty common? Are they? Like, no. No. All right. Is there a magical school here? No, the colleges yeah. are in Altdorf. They're all in Altdorf. Oh man, I wish we magic. were in Altdorf longer. That would have been a cool thing. <laughs> <to check out. laughs> all right. So they wrap up dinner. Joseph says, "Well, we're heading back to the boat." See you when you see you. We're going to head out first thing in the morning. And cool. the, the four of them head out. You guys want to go check out the Happy Man? Yeah. Yeah, let's see what uh, they have on menu over there. Yeah. Sounds great. We're making our way downtown. Happy Man. <laughs> right, Hope no one gets shot in the back of the head. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, so you head over to the Happy Man. It's a bit further uh, from the, the riverfront and... It's a big bustling place. Actually, wait before we leave. Hey, Carl, do you think it would be? Yes. Do you think it would be a good? Do you want to maybe trail a little bit further back than us to make sure that we don't get I, followed and then shot through the neck? 
Have I done anything to offend? I, no, I, I don't know why I should walk separately from the group. I want. I, I, I think it might be a good idea to have someone walk further back in case someone is following us. Because that man kind of got startled. That ghost guy got startled and came in here and we haven't been able to figure out where he went. So I was thinking maybe one of us could stick behind and see if we get tailed for our safety. Uh, yeah, what you're saying is one of us can stay behind and get picked off alone. <laughs> no, no, very legitimately, you're kind of the person I trust here the most. As number one, you can hold your liquor. Number two, you haven't killed anyone that I like. So um, I've just very little legitimately, you know, would just, you know, I trust you. That's all. You don't have to. That that's very nice. I'm going to stay with the group. Oh, okay. <laughs> My dad always says the first rule of like a good adventuring party was to split the group. Um, or maybe maybe those were the people he robbed. Carl, if you need, I I know I'm very inconspicuous when I need to be. I could I could stay back and give you some backup. I mean that oh, works. Well. I'll be I won't say no to a walk with a with a friend. <laughs> well, if you three want to go ahead, I'll I'll trail you. What? I'm a good sneak man. I'm not inconspicuous enough. No, you're almost too spicuous. Yeah, I I've just seen. It's not that I don't. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay. You were just so really good at being conspicuous that I really want to play up your talents. Oh, fantastic. Then I shall go then. Yeah. All right. So what are you doing? So the, the three of them are going to go ahead to the happy man. And then I'm just going to wait a few minutes and then walk way, way, way behind him. Okay. So as I get to the door, I will turn back and I will say, I am leaving now. I'm exiting to go to the happy man tavern oh my gosh and not coming back here a lot of people stop talking in the end and just kind of look at you and they're like someone's like all right then leave i, I am right now dude bruno is so good at being conspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> we really picked right with this uh plan so bruno carl mina all head to the happy man, the Bruno, the Carl, the Santa Manina. <laughs> <laughs> so they, how long do you wait, Lucky? I, I'll see if anyone like leaves. And then I'll, if not, I'll just wait a few minutes and then head out after him. Okay. So they uh, still relatively be within eyesight. All right. Unlike small children that you hike with, that will always be out of your eyesight, regardless of what you tell them. Doesn't matter how many times you tell them this right. day. And so. won't respond when you yell for them. Correct. Yeah. Really loud. Yeah. You can still see them as they're heading. Yeah. Uh, so at one point they do go around a corner a bit too far ahead and you do lose sight of them. Oh, gotcha. But there's like no one else following them that I can see. Nobody following them that you can see. No. Is there anyone else on the street? Are there any cross? I mean, there's the still people walking about and everything. It's gotcha. not like the, it's a, it's not like a ghost town, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just keep, I kind of be a sneaky man too. You know what I mean? I use my, Rural stealth? Nope. Try again. This is a, sil a city in, in the creation of being a city, so it's like rural. I mean, just stealth is a basic skill, right? Yeah. So you can test that. I fail uh, by one degree, two degrees. So while you're trying to be stealthy, not very good at it, the party gets a little bit ahead around a corner. And as you're walking along, you feel impact. In your back. Like like a hearty chum giving me <laughs> a pat on the back? Yeah. More like a crossbow bolt. Uh, and that's where we're going to end episode eight. We'll see what happens no. next time. So stupid. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I really should have been more spicuous there. <laughs> oh, man. this check out all of our other great stuff over at the network for example dropping mondays we've got the lost omens podcast our pathfinder 2e actual play podcast join us as we start off with the extinction curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus 
Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games, where we go head to head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perils Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play, where we're playing through the enemy within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for role-playing entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the Grim Stream of Perilous Lore, where I will be streaming at our Twitch talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight-subject bracket that can be about anything and everything, pit them against each other and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual. 